Hello, hello, welcome back to She's Doing All Right. I'm your host, Sarah Carter, and on this week's episode, I am sharing some bits of wisdom from podcasts that have absolutely changed my life. Every single one of these has motivated me and inspired me, and I just, I love podcasts so much. The first one I heard was probably in the beginning of the pandemic. I think I found this podcast called School of Life, or School of Self-Image, and then I listened to a lot of her episodes basically until now. I still listen to them pretty much every week. And then the next two are from the last couple of weeks, just I'm pretty sure they're both released in the last month here. And I have been listening to them so much. I, I'm not even joking when I say at least three times um, in the last week of both of them because there's so much value there. I've been taking notes. All three of these episodes that I'm talking about today focus on being empowered versus victimized, um, self-accountability and mindset, among a lot of other things, but heavy on the self-love and accountability, and actually heavy on the self-love through accountability. So if you choose to listen to any of these podcast episodes that I share, they'll all be linked down below, and I would love if you let me know what your thoughts are on them. You can just jump over to the Instagram at she's doing all right, and yeah, let me know what you thought. Give me your favorite line, your little nugget of value that you pulled from this. Let's jump in starting with the Joy Diet from School of Self-Image. The host is Tan Tanya Lee and she's a women's like self-empowerment life coach, I guess. Her content is so valuable for anyone, not just women. If you are trying to live a life of beauty and simple elegance and just romanticizing your life, she does so in such a realistic way achievable way and this is exactly one of those examples. Everything in our life is going to affect our health. So what we consume goes beyond just food. Uh, what we read, watch, listen to, surround ourselves with, all of this contributes to our health because our brain and our guts are so connected. So this joy diet is basically all about only consuming what brings you joy and as she says, generating and caring for joy, which I think that's so great. Like how often are we trying to purposely generate joy? She shares her joy habits and the first one that she suggests or that she does is non-resistance. So for her, that basically means that everything around us is neutral until we assign meaning to it. And this is actually a theme in all of the episodes that I talk about today. But for her, non-resistance in the form of not ignoring your emotions. This means allowing yourself just to be human and let yourself feel the bad emotions or the unpleasant ones and let them move through you and focus on the why. Like sit with them and asking yourself, why do I feel that? And where, what is the root cause of this? Her just second joy habit is celebration. And by that, she means focusing on the good because what you focus on expands. She has this great little segment talking about when you celebrate life, life celebrates you. And I have seen that play out in my own life so many times. It's very cool when you start finding things to be grateful for, even in the really, really rough parts, more of that comes, more of the good comes and you kind of stop focusing on the bad and the bad things just don't feel as intense, I guess. Basically, she's asking, like, are you training your mind to look for what's beautiful? Are you training your mind to look for the possibilities and the opportunities? And my favorite question, are you looking for something to celebrate? Because how quickly are we to find something to complain about, right? The weather, the 
food prices, gas prices, the way our partner treated us that day, or somebody not picking up towels or not making the bed, not doing the dishes. Like the list is never ending on what we can complain about. But what did we celebrate that day? I need to be better at this. I have a gratitude list, but I think that gratefulness and celebration are not the same. We can be grateful for hard lessons, and I'm not necessarily going to celebrate a hard lesson. <laughs> I think I will once it's over, but not in the moment. I would love for you to take that with you and think, just look for things to celebrate in your day-to-day -day life. The third joy habit she talks about is laughter. And she mentions this Japanese proverb that says, time spent laughing is time spent with the gods. And I think that is so beautiful. If you've ever heard a baby laugh, you know how infectious it is. And you could be having the worst day and you'll hear this baby laugh and the baby giggles and you're gonna start laughing. And no matter how horrible the rest of the day has been going, for that little moment, you're feeling better and maybe even carrying on later because you got to laugh. She has a statistic that she shares where she says that most, or the study found that babies laughed on average or children laughed on average 400 times a day, but adults only laugh four times a day on average. So she makes it a point of her life to laugh every single day in a form of bringing out joy. And I have this one friend who's, she just always giggles and it makes me so happy. Like I haven't seen her, I don't know, in a year. We live very far apart. It's one of those friends that we, we see each other, we catch up and pick up where we left off. But she has just the best laugh. And every time I'm with her, I just feel younger and brighter and happier. And she's very joyful, no matter what life throws at her. So I really want to be like that as well. And I think that is all part of the whole generating and caring for your joy. If you're going to pick one of these episodes, this isn't actually the number one of my favorites. The second one I talk about next is the number one episode I think anyone should listen to. But everything she says in this episode is very eloquent and uplifting and inspiring and achievable. This motivation and the self-accountability, self-responsibility is all so doable. And I think that that's why I've loved it so much because it's gotten me through just some really anxious times during COVID or helping me focus on the good parts. Like I listened to this a few times during my postpartum depression because that was a long, hard few months. <laughs> and then she has a line of stay on the mountain top, stay on the mountaintop even when others want to bring you down or want you to come down. And when I was doing YouTube a few years back, I did a video on that because I'd had an experience that really resonated with that. So this whole episode of the joy diet from school of self-image has been such a big part of my life ever since I found it about three years ago <laughs> the next one that I listened to was pretty recent I think I listened to this maybe two or three weeks ago and it's from the Ed Milet show and he recently had this episode titled become wealthy in love with humble a poet I think I shared about it already I have sent it to a couple of friends and if I had to pick one episode that everyone listened to if they've never heard a podcast but they wanted to be like well can I actually learn something from podcasts I would I would suggest this one Humble's on there to promote his book um, it's called how to be loved so being love and being loved and I haven't read this book but it's absolutely 100% on my to be read list now and I need to get it I kind of want to buy it because I have an idea that this is going to be on my bookshelf for years to come and so I've listened to this interview three times in a week 
and it's currently in mid-play again because again I was taking more notes from it and it's just it's going to be in a rotation for as long as I can foresee. <laughs> so Humble's talking about knowing yourself and loving yourself enough to speak up, set boundaries, um, finding the strength in being vulnerable and he talks about how pain is not bad, it's the teacher. So a lot of his message here is about empathy but also how empathy, self-accountability, they all fall into love. There's so many good quotes here too because a lot of his messages are about how life isn't going to go from bad to better or bad to good. It's got to go bad, worse, better. And an example he says is like an easy day at the gym would not be considered a successful day at the gym. If you're feeling unfit or not very motivated or you're feeling sad, you're going to take yourself to the gym and work out and that workout's not going to be fun. That's going to be way worse than the sadness or the discomfort you were feeling earlier. But then after it got worse, it's going to get so much better than it was bad. And I love that. My my brain has just a, such a good visual of that. And then he talks about empathy. And he says empathy is sitting in the pain and feeling the pain and letting others feel their pain. Lack of empathy is usually just wanting to fix something so that we can avoid feeling the pain that the other person is experiencing. And he kind of mentions too about how like people's pain when they express it it triggers something within us that makes us uncomfortable so it's not even that we're uncomfortable letting them feel their pain it's that we don't want to feel ours so we try to then fix them or fix their problem and I just thought that was so interesting because I haven't really heard it put like that but it made a lot of sense when I think of the people in my life who kind of lack empathy or who struggle with empathy they really do genuinely have to work with it and I can tell it's uncomfortable for them. Another thing he talks about was feelings. He's saying how we need to talk about our feelings in the sense that we are not our feelings. We feel happy or sad, but every single emotion we've had, whether it's good or bad, has passed. It fits really well with my favorite mantra of it's just like this for now. I've talked about that before. It got me through labor. It's gotten me through hard times. It's got me through great times to appreciate, celebrate them, right? Back to the first one. He basically is saying that, well, love is always there, but we need to create pathways for it to flow. And I think when we talk about people, like when we're connecting and trying to love with other people, we can create those pathways through communication and through while dancing or holding hands or doing things together, making memories, right? Being intimate. And he's sharing his own ways of creating pathways of love within himself. And I'm going to share them all because they are so exactly what I would do. <laughs> so he says, journal, write down your thoughts. That is simply just for you. No one else gets to read that, right? His next one was prayer. And um, he kind of mentions about how it doesn't really matter what religion you are. It's being prayer. <laughs> Praying is literally just asking and mentioning your wants and needs to whatever higher power you believe in. I shared a great little um, Instagram story the other day talking about how like spiritualists call it manifestation, witches call it spells, etc. The whole thing went down and Christians call it prayer. Nobody is arguing that it exists. They just argue what to call it. Prayer is simply a private moment for yourself to express your wants, your needs, and no one needs to worry about it, you know? The third one he mentions is dancing with yourself being intimate with yourself, giving yourself a big hug. And I love dancing with myself. I do this a lot. And especially now with the baby, it's not quite with myself, but I love dancing with my son when he gets home from daycare. It just, 
it's another it's a way of spe spreading joy just being very present it's pretty hard to not be present when you are dancing the last thing i'll touch on about this episode it was one of my favorite parts and it really resonated with me he talks about how there's no qualifications to love like love has standards and boundaries but no expectations if there's expectations tied to love then it's not love the way he summarizes it all is basically saying like we can't make somebody else complete us and i'm going to quote this he says the intention is not for us to complete each other but for us to be two complete individuals so that we can serve as pillars two complete pillars can hold more up and that's going to be our family our legacy our life and i love that so much because i am a very independent person and i love my independence and i've never ever felt like the person that goes oh you complete me you know so i love this of complete yourself be two complete people you're going to be much stronger rather than completing each other that is one of the best episodes i've ever heard it's just about love and like being wealthy in love like he, the title says so it's wealthy in love with by or with humble poet on the ed Milet show and then the last show that i'm going to talk about today is from the skinny confidential this is from one of their very last episodes so far, episode 551 with Alan Stein Jr. I have no idea who that person is. I've never heard of him in my life, but he's apparently a performance coach for basketball players and business people or businesses. So, and he's like a keynote speaker. And I, that is, makes so much sense because this was, he's so well-spoken. So he talks about how we can change the trajectory of our lives and improve our performance by using discipline and repetition and the right mindset. I love learning about discipline because I have a lot of accountability, but I very much lack follow through. I once actually checked out a book from the library called The Follow Through Factor, and in five or six weeks, I never finished it. And I just sent it back unfinished. And I laugh when I think about it because it's so ironic. But the book was meant for people like me, but it was written. Honestly, it was a bit dry. It was a bit boring. So I'm not sure what they expected there. Um, anyway. So Alan Stein Jr. mentions how most people want to say like, oh, I'm not disciplined. I've said this before. I'm not disciplined. It's just not my nature. And he said, so we talk about it like it's a genetic thing that we have no control over. But those same people would then argue that hard, like working hard is a choice. And if working hard is a choice, then so is the not working hard. That's also a choice. He said this one quote that I loved. It goes, effort is a choice. Attitude is a choice. And discipline is absolutely a choice. I once had... One of my themes of the year was effort. I just wanted to put effort in because I knew that that was something I was lacking. And attitude, I used to have a quote that was saying how like a good day or good attitude can give you a good day. A good day gives you a good week. A good week gives you a good month. Good month gives you a good year. A good year builds a good life. And it always starts with attitude. So on the topic of discipline and self-improvement, something that really resonated with me was mastering the basics. I think a lot of creators become like a jack of all trades because we don't master the basics. We get pretty good at them and then we start marketing ourselves as them. It's usually a little so successful and then we decide like, okay, I'm bored on to the next thing. But we could be spending so much time mastering those basics and building our craft. That was a good takeaway for me from that one. Another thing that was mentioned that I thought that I really liked, he talks about improving relationships and he says that the best way to improve a relationship whether it's a business relationship or a romantic one, is to practice being an active listener. And he said this thing that I thought was so cool. I've never really heard it put this way, 
but he said we listen or we hear with our ears we listen with our eyes and wow that got me to pay attention so so much <laughs> so quickly I have actually had an issue with my phone in the last like I don't know year my whole life who knows but it's gotten to a point where I actually put it into a drawer when I go pick up my kid from daycare and then because I leave it at home go get my kid come home and I try pretty hard to not touch it until after this my baby's in bed and then I only have it for like a half hour so during it's usually a three hour window there that I have all my attention on my son or all my attention on my husband and this isn't a perfect thing obviously like I have my phone tonight but I'm working on that a bit more because I do want to be an active listener and I'm really excited to see where that goes and I love this thing this concept of listening with the eyes like where I'm focused on that's what I'm going to be absorbing so I can't watch TV or look at my phone and truly be hearing and listening what the other person is saying. Another thing that he talked about was the importance of confidence and humility and how mental toughness has such a so little to do with physical toughness but the confidence and humility thing I thought was a really good like that alone if you're a creator of any kind this is definitely a podcast worth listening to because he just talks about how important it is to stay humble enough to be learning and to know when your ego is stepping in essentially but also being confident enough to know how to charge your worth or walk into rooms and command the presence you know like that's it was a very very insightful and I I took away quite a bit from this episode I just I'm not gonna paraphrase the entire thing the last thing I'll talk about though is how he mentioned learning to focus on what you can control there's two things that we have control over 100% of the time is what he says and that would be our own effort and our own attitude and I love this again like you can see how all three of these episodes tie into each other about mentality and our attitude and the relationship we have with ourselves is going to re relate to the world like our the relationship with ourselves is our relationship with the world so he says attitude has nothing to do with the events and circumstances in our lives and it doesn't actually have anything to do with what other people say or do but it has everything to do with how we choose to respond to that we do not control external circumstances or events, but we have the choice to choose our response to those. I'm aware that that's not a new idea. I've had, I'm pretty sure that's like a Marcus Aurelius quote from way, like ancient Greece, Rome, whatever. It was accurate back then and it's accurate now. My takeaway of like all three of these episodes is that, like I already said, our attitude with ourself is our attitude or is our relationship with the world. Second is that Discipline is built off the basics. We try to become very disciplined with like a six week or six day a week gym routine. But if that's not, if we're not already working out or eating well or drinking enough water or going to the gym half an hour a week, we're not going to be successful at going six days a week. Um, and to see actually, this is kind of cool. I was telling my husband he should be going twice a week, half an hour and like no more. and wait until he actually wanted to be there more so he was going to the gym for twice a week half an hour or 45 minutes he'd get in get out come home and about a month in he's saying you know i think i need to do longer at the gym or add another day because i'm not getting in everything i want to do and this is the guy that i was like he would not go to the gym he just would not so the building the basics is very valuable and probably underestimated with how valuable it actually is. 
So that's at the end of this episode. I want it to be hopefully short and sweet. We'll see what editing comes down to. But I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week and they've been really hitting different. Like I just, I've always thought about making a quote book with just pieces of wisdom I've heard off of podcasts. And yeah, I thought that today was a good week to share this. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to see a little bit more of this, you can go ahead and check out all the episodes down below. I'll have them all linked. And on the day of this in, this airing, I'll actually probably put it into my stories and highlights. And that's on Instagram at she's doing all right. If you want to follow my personal pro, um, social medias, you can follow that at sarah.g.carter, both on TikTok, TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I have had the longest day ever. So I am sorry if this is a little scatterbrain. If the things did not flow the way I wanted them to, my brain is pretty much fried. So, and it's all for good reason. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> so thank you so much for bearing with me. Thank you for listening. You are the best and go be kind to somebody today, even if that somebody is yourself.